G'day there. This is the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast with your host and fellow battler, Mike Holt. The Bloody Aussie Battler brings you news and commentary on the political shenanigans in Canberra and around Australia. So grab a beer and fire up the barbie as we continue our discussions with Brian Shaw. Dick Yardley's book, Australian Political and Religious Leaders, Treason, Treachery and Sabotage. Dick exposes how Whitlam, Hawke, Keating, Goss, Rudd and all the other Fabians have destroyed our manufacturing and agriculture. If you want to know exactly how they have done it, get Dick's book at advanceaustralia.com.au and click on Merchandise. Knowledge is power. Get the power to fight the corruption today. Well, once again, I've got Brian on the line here, and we've been having a very interesting series of discussions. And I think we've come to the probably the most interesting one of all to anyone who owns a house. What do you do about rates? Now, I'm going to ask the obvious question here. If all of these councils and governments have removed the Queen, then lawfully we're not really lawfully obliged to pay rates, are we? Pay rates. That's what I'm saying. But you're doing it as what you call, by paying the rate, you can do it a couple of ways. You can pay the rate out of your bank account or you can pay the rate with a promissory note. So we're going to move into both areas. But the consequence of not paying the rate can be devastating because what you call these international coven of criminals, I, I like the word coven, cabal and whatever, they all got relative and points in law. A coven is something functioning with spiritual power, whereas a cabal is just a whole lot of people sitting around working out how to steal somebody else's assets. That's what's happening, both sides. But when the rates issue comes on the table, um, pay it with a promise you know. That way you haven't defaulted, and it's only a matter of learning how do you pay a promise, how do you issue a promise you know. Now I'll tell you what happened to me. I took the ANZ trustees to court. I'm a beneficiary of my dad's estate. I took them to court for not dealing with it correctly and all that sort of stuff. But I won the point. I, I was an issue over reinstating a statement of claim. Won't go through all the details. But I won it. They, re, they reinstated the statement of claim. I copped the cost order. It was three days in the Supreme Court. The cost order was 46 and a half grand. I paid it with a promise you know. Hmm. I've never done none before. But I know why they accepted that. Because if they had not accepted it, because the ANZ, it would have been all re-challenged on the non-acceptance of the note. It would have all come back again. Now, I know, and here comes the issue of what most people don't know, your birth certificate's traded to what you call who holds the security on the banks. Hmm. And I told you who that was. That's the New York branch of the Federal Stock Exchange, Federal Reserve Bank. They hold everything. Mm. But here comes the criminality of these suckers. They reckon, well, if we've got all their documents, why don't we trade it? Well, we've got it. Mm. We'll have it for the rest of their life because they've got our, their security is to us. Now, no bank in Australia is admitting that that's the secured party. Fair comment? But right. the rates are directly connected to the bank. It goes through mm. a bank. Mm. 
But are the Australian, and I'm talking only the CEOs of the bank, don't try to take a bank on as a corporate umbrella, as a structure, because they all hide under the structure. But when you challenge the CEO, that's a natural person. The natural person mm. does not have then that corporate umbrella structure. They're named as a natural person. Every, you can get everyone as a natural person. No problem at all. But the structure is... The secured party wants the rates issue completely stuck so tight the average person can't get out of it because they know when they bankrupt the country, they automatically can do that because the person can't pay the rate or rates. Mm. So by at the moment being able to pay the rates and doing that, they've, they've, they don't understand they're walking into Dry Gulch Gully because they're going to bankrupt the country. That's their it's what you call economic Armageddon. It structured the bank, bankrupt the country. And they make it quite clear in some of their documents, which you can't use in the court of law, because it would be called hearsay. But you give it a shot anyway. As long as it's got an affidavit over the top with the word allegedly doing. That, that word allegedly gets you a million miles. Hmm. Um, but as I say to people... If your bank or council is hassling you, pay the bill with a promissory note. Then you have to argue the toss in the Supreme Court if the promissory note's legal. Fair comment? Mm -hmm. So you're, let's say you issue a promissory note for 10 grand or whatever to pay a bill. And they've only got a couple of, they only got about three days to say, no, we're not accepting your promissory note. Then you've got to have the stoush over that in the Supreme Court of that state. The papers were the promising that, and we don't, we don't want it. Their comment. Yeah. But what did the promissory note really do? The promissory note that was issued paid the bill, allegedly. But what you want now is the Supreme Court to rule if the promissory note's legal or not legal. Correct. Mm. Yeah. But what's the problem the Supreme Court's got? No authority. Correct. So the bill is now paid with a piece of paper that costs you three cents to write the promise you've made on. And now it's in the Supreme Court arguing whether they can accept the note or not. No bank can accept it because you had a Royal Commission under Kenneth Hayne. He never revealed his criminal, which automatically is inherited by every CEO. Do you understand that? Yes. The non-disclosure of Hayne's charge is automatically inherited by the CEO. Hmm. Fair comment? Sort of like the crimes of the father. Very much so. Very much yes. so. But the moment that's on the table in the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court's got the biggest problems it's ever had in its history. Now they would allude, this has got to go... The, the President of the high, uh, Supreme Court in Victoria said to me, that was Chris Maxwell, this belongs in the High Court. Mm. I said, well, that's a furphy. And he said, like, why? And I said, because... The only person who can work grand jury in Australia is the full court of the Supreme Court of Victoria. You're the president. So I'm the informant. You're the, we can open the door now. How about we do it now? All the high court can do is send it back here. They'll want to remit it because they won't want it. But you've got another problem. They're already criminally charged waiting for it. Now, look at what you call the elections that have just occurred. Hmm. Senate, House of Reps. Anyone legally sitting in there? No. But the High Court's going to hear all that 
So we've got seven judges. Now, I want to ask you a really question. This is why the dates are operative. What date was the Queen removed? 1st of January 2004. What was the next judge who came to the bench at what year? Seven. Susan Kaifel. All the current seven have come to the bench after January 2004. What's that saying? It says they have no authority. Well, who are they working for? The trustee. Well, they're working for the corporation. No, the trustee. Not the corporation. Everyone's getting billed out, you know. Oh, they're not legal, these corporations, all that sort of stuff. That's a, nowhere going there. You do nothing. Nobody's charged the corporation. Hmm. Section 80 of the Criminal Code Act 1995 lets you criminally charge the corporations. It says it there. Anybody done it? Because that section 80 is the section on treason. Best little bit of law you'll ever see. Nobody's using it. Now, you get the state, there's a, always be a companion state one to that one. Put the two together, and you've got everyone in the state, everyone in the Commonwealth under that. Now, mm. what does Section 44, subsection 2 say of the Commonwealth Constitution? They did a thing on Section 44.1 last time. That's the one with mm. Chuck Hallerton now. But what's Section 44.2 saying? Oh, I, I know it, but I've forgotten. Okay. Go on. <laughs> the first part of it says attainted of treason. That's the one. Is that every senator? Now, if treason is defined as breach of allegiance and you chuck the Queen out, have you breached? Yeah. What breach are you ever going to see? Now, I don't give a hoot whether the Queen's has consented to that or not. The problem is they didn't ask us. They set up a whole structure and said, oh, if you've got a problem, we can have a referendum or whatever. The problem is yeah. in that nobody's doing the criminal process to bring the indictment now, under Section 43, that's the simplest way in. Question of fact, uh, 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 failure to prosecute is a question of fact. That will get you an ordinary jury and pick the bench. So, Your Honour, just send it to a question of fact, which is jury trial, or else we have to arrest you now. That will send it to the criminal process, and then they can't handle it as a question of law because they're automatically going, the next judges or whatever are going to be committing the same offence you're committing. Hmm. So how about you send it to a question of fact, what you call a trial of the issue, and then we get someone indicted, and then we forgive them. There's an amnesty here. It's got to be an agreed amnesty, because if you don't agree with it, a judge said to me in West Australia, but Mr Shaw, if you're correct, this will let all the criminals out of jail. I said, hmm. with the utmost respect, all the criminals are currently out of jail. <laughs> How can the criminals be in jail with the Queen? Like if they, I wanted a magistrate to arrest me last time I was in front of one. That's why I stood at the bar table. I said, if I've offended you, I'm standing here if you wish to arrest me. That would make me a defendant. If they send me to jail for whatever, I'll give a really good lecture in the canteen. And they'll all be ringing their legal aid blokes saying, you better get in here. I've got a problem. I think I've been sent to jail illegally because a lot of them are in there on remand. Do you realise that? Yeah. So you didn't pay your rates. Someone said that's a criminal charge or whatever and put you in the prison. You see, saying, but the Queen was removed without the referendum. They couldn't give a hoot unless you laid the charge. So that's right. your retaliation. Touch me, I'm charging you. Oh, like with what? And then you already have the rollout sheet, what's called the brief, for either the state police or the federal police. 
and suddenly they're stopped. Are you saying you can charge me? I said, the brief says I can. You're under arrest, mate, because you touched me. They've got to argue that mm. in a court of law somewhere. Now, one matter in New South Wales, and it's still all relevant to the rates. People don't, they think they have to pay the rates when the rates are a fractional reserve banking issue because they're all connected to the banks. Right. And the banks are secured by the secured party in New York. Now, this is going to be the next session. Yalta. Yalta created all this. That's Y-A-L-T-A. I, I took me a long yeah. time to work out who the hell's flocking all this? Civil mm. and criminal. I have a lot of it in both. Damien Bug's the person, but somebody's making Damien Bug get into those courtrooms with immunity. Hmm. Their comment. Yeah. So do we have to look at who has given Damien Bug immunity? Yeah. What you call diplomatic immunity. That's coming from Yalta. Mm. Y-A-L-T-A. So can we leave it there because it's all interconnected. Okay. And then the next session, we'll pick it up at Yalta. What is Yalta? Okay. When did it occur? How does it affect the Aussies? Okay. That, that made me a vexatious litigant, well, so you wouldn't hear this. All right, mate. And uh, if you if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to consult with you on what I want to do with the council. Okay. If there's a better way to do it, I'll do it. Yeah, there's a better way to do it. You make you charge the CEO at the council, and then say, "I'll withdraw the charge if you understand what we're going to do." But you can legally charge that CEO because you're just simply given but given the evidence of the charge. Um, a lot of that is in that document I've got on Julia Gillard, a tainted of treason, on my website. That's Julia Gillard. There's a, okay. 150 pages in that document. Yeah, well, I spoke to the CEO, and uh, he just got abusive. Yeah, but you didn't. No, you spoke no. to him. But it's like walking yeah. up to the person who's trying to steal your car and sort of saying, well, yeah. why are you trying to steal my car? Well, it's better than mine. So you're having dialogue rather yeah. than just simply say, Cobber, you're under arrest. I'm taking you to the cop shop. That's how it works. I can legally lay a criminal charge on you, which I will do, unless you want to sit down and talk common sense. Mm. And so when the okay. common sense comes out, they go, oh, maybe there's substance in that. Because yeah. all the councils, and that's that's this 96 regions that they're going to put Australia into. So when we're yeah. talking Yalta, remind me to bring up the 96 regions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sign me off or whatever you want to do. Cheers. Homeowners aren't the only ones facing problems because of bad government policies. Our farmers are in dire straits, so much so that many of them are leaving the land and some even leaving this life. I wrote this song, The Great Australian Drought, to help our farmers. So if you like it, please go to my website, sunnystudios.com.au and buy a copy. All funds from the sales will be donated to help the farmers. Anyone remember when it was so dry? 
Who can stand beside as Roman cry? Farmers begging for relief and looking to the sky. Who will save us now without water? Without water. Without water. Of the water. The sheep and cattle are starving. Nothing left to drink. The politicians were lying, they led us to the brink. What's the use of bales of pay if the animals cannot drink? And who will save the nation if we don't get some rain? Who will save the nation if we don't get some rain? Listening to the Bloody Aussie Battler podcast.